And welcome back to another episode of the Double Dunk Podcast. My name is Brendan Deke. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Really cool episode coming for you. I am joined by offensive tackle from Syracuse. He is a NFL draft prospect, offensive tackle. Matthew Bergeron's with me. Matt, what's going on? Not much. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. Can't complain. So I do want to start here. So you were born and raised in Victoriaville, Quebec, Victoriaville, Quebec and played hockey growing up. Now, I don't know if you got these questions from NFL executives, general managers, or whatnot, but I think this is a really important question to ask you is, are you a Montreal Canadiens fan? Yeah, I was growing up. I was like, my, my room was like blue, white, and red. <laughs> so, yeah, I was, I was uh, you know, every year we'd go to a game. So, yeah, no doubt. Oh, man. Well, you can see it in the background. I, yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> the Habs, the Montreal Canadiens are definitely yeah. not a team that's welcome to my household, but won't hold that against you. <laughs> um, so why, why don't we start with your childhood, Matt? So like I said, you grew up in Victoriaville, Quebec. Talk to your childhood and how you started playing football. So, you know, I kind of tried different sports growing up, uh, you know, whatever, whether it was high, uh, high hockey, basketball, soccer. I've been swam for a little bit. And then, you know, having, you know, it, it wasn't – it wasn't my thing, really, and my mom just threw me a football, and as soon as I got into it, not only the sports aspect of it, but, like, just, just having the, you know, the, the social aspect, you know, being with the guys, being with a group, you know, on the field, off the field, we'll go to school together, we'll, you know, eat lunch, do a bunch of activities off the field together, and I, that's what I love about football, just playing for each other and being in a group that, you know, appreciate each other, and then, you know, starting, I was, like, 14, and haven't stopped since. Um. So... You, your first language was uh, French, I believe, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So how did you learn English? So what was the process like? I was through school, you know, uh, growing up, you know, I was, I was always a little bit, you know, good in English. Like I didn't struggle. And then obviously when I got to Syracuse, it definitely got better. Uh, yeah. When I first got there, it was tough. Like I couldn't really communicate well and I had a hard time expressing myself. But, you know, as the years went on and um my English got better and you know with COVID I was I was stuck down there for like a whole year so just being around English speakers uh 24-7 uh man my English got better and also my girlfriend is uh from Rhode Island she's American so just communicating with her you know my English got better so you weren't really highly recruited um until you went to a workout I believe at Syracuse um can you explain the process of what happened with your recruiting stage to get to Syracuse so I wasn't recruited at all. Uh, Syracuse was my only offer. Um, I, I went down for Syracuse camp. Syracuse didn't even know about me until until I got to the camp. You know, I went down to a camp to my school from Canada. Uh, they wanted me, you know, to go down to a camp to compete, you know, because they thought I had a shot. And they also, if it didn't work out, they just wanted me to have a feel for the competition uh, south of the border. So I went down there, you know, competed all day, had a great practice. And, you know, when I first got there, I realized, like, oh, you know, it might be some I could I could do some with that. Like I might be one of the best tackles out there, and I just competed all day. And after practice, Coach Babers pulled me aside, and we talked for a little bit. And he was like, he was like, well, why I never heard of you? Nah, nah. Like we need we need to get you an offer, but I got to do my research to make sure there's like there's nothing that other schools know about you, and I don't. And that's why they haven't offered you. So like two days later, he did his research. He called me and offered me, and I committed on the spot. And only took one visit, oh, yeah. and it was a Syracuse and a year later enrolled. So that one workout changed your life? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Made the most out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Um, okay, so you went to a CJ program called Thetford. 
I yeah, it was that that for just that that for mine. It was like maybe an hour away from Victoriaville. It's like in the mountains. It's middle of nowhere. It's like maybe fifteen thousand people there. I read that you were looking at maybe going to Laval. Um, so I, full disclosure, I played university football at York University in, in okay. Canada. Yeah. Um, so Laval was when I was there. Laval was like running the running the show. It, was it, it still is. They, yeah. they 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 just won the um the Vanier Cup. Yep. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so Laval was my dream school. Like I never thought I could play college football. So growing up, I, you know, I dream, I dream going to Laval, and then I was getting recruited by them uh, when I first got to CJEP because you know I was kind of of a big name in you know Canadian colleges. Yeah. So that so I was recruited early, and so yeah, that, that was my dream school until until I got to that camp and decided to go play college football. That's awesome, man! What a story. Um, yeah. so you uh. You were the only student, correct, at Thetford to ever get a D1 scholarship? Yes, sir. And so just looking at, like, the Canadians um, in the historic of the uh, – Canadians historically in the NFL draft, I was doing some research yesterday. So only 11 Canadians have been drafted in the first two rounds. 21 have been in the first three rounds. You are okay. going You are going to go in the first three rounds. What does that mean to you, man, to be part of this group? I mean, it means a lot. Not only that, but just being able to say that I'm going to get drafted like you know, I you know I I met a lot of people throughout the way that can't they can't say that like, you know, just being in this position means a lot. You know, whether it's the first round. Obviously, I'm a competitor. I want to go in the first round, but you know, you the draft. You never know. Stuff changes. There's trades up and down. There's positions that get you know picked a little later and that trickles down. And I I really don't care when and where I'm getting drafted. I'm just grateful to be able to say that you know. I'm about to get drafted, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, for sure. How has the process been so far? Um, I guess from your pro day, all that stuff. Give me the give me what the last few weeks have looked like. Oh, it's it's been it's been a heavy schedule, you know. Uh obviously after the season ended, they went to senior bowl and then combine and they went to pro day. And after pro day, a lot of a lot of interviews with teams, uh meetings, uh, whether it was at Syracuse, I started doing my visits as well. You know, I have a heavy schedule with the visits, so I've been traveling all over the the nation, but you know, it's a good problem to have. And I get to see, you know, places I've never been before and meet mm -hmm. coaches that like, you know, they're like Hall of Fame coaches, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, yeah. it's definitely a good thing. Um, What have you changed in your workout, I guess, procedure or just your day-to-day -day life to kind of prepare for this? Uh, So, you know, combine training was more like speed work and, and change direction. But ever since that got, you know, ever since, you know, combine and pro day are over, like I've, I've really be, I've really been, you know, getting in shape, you know, getting them running like long distance stuff. Cause OTAs is, 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 you know, right after the draft, OTAs and rookie meeting camp right after the draft. So you got to make sure you, you go in there in good shape. Uh, Cause you know, they're going to want to test you and you want to make a good impression. So I've For been sure. running a lot more, not really focusing on speed, just, you know, getting in shape, getting the cardio right, you know, workouts, you know, building the strength back up a little bit. And yeah, that's what I've been doing lately. You know, it's it's hard with the schedule because the schedule, the visits. You know, I might be, I don't know, in Arizona in the day and in, in, in New York the other day, and I gotta find a way to, you know, get a workout in. So it's it's tough, but you know, you gotta make the most out of it. So a lot of traveling. A lot yeah, of traveling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you? Did you travel a lot as a kid? Uh, not really. You yeah. know, I, I didn't take my first time taking the plane was like I was seventeen. And I went to Nova okay. Scotia. I went to Hell yeah. Bill. Yeah. Um, I read that your uh, that you at Syracuse, your parents weren't able 
to come see you play during COVID, I believe, because yeah. of those two years. Yeah. Um, are you, how close is, are you to your family and how have they uh, kind of been processing this and being with you over the last couple of weeks? I mean, I'm, not, I'm, you know, really close to my family. We got a tight family. And obviously that my freshman year in 2019, before COVID, they, they came to every home game. And yeah. then it was hard for them for the 2020 and the 2021 season with the border being closed to not come to the game. So it, it was, it was tough for them and for me. Mm-hmm. And then 2022, everything opened back up and they came to every home game. And, you know, they even took a trip down to Clemson when we played Clemson and they took a trip down to Boston College, you know, to catch up. And oh, yeah. so I was, it was, it was nice having them and they came to Senior Bowl and, you know, they've been supporting me throughout the whole way. So it's always good to have them on my side. How many brothers, do you have any brothers and sisters? Yeah, I got, I got a, so I'm the oldest of four. I got a younger okay. sister and I got two younger brothers. Nice. Are you, any of your younger brothers play football? Uh, no, not yet. One no, of them is, is probably going to try uh, in the next uh, school year. And my sister plays basketball. Cool. That's awesome. Athletic family. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to bring this up. So I went to the Toronto Blue Jays home opener uh, 10 mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. And they're selling this thing called a poutine hot dog. I don't know if you've seen this. A it's been all hot dog. a poutine hot dog, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to look it up right after Okay. This. So the thing is, it sounds good. But yeah, okay. when I went there, it was the, one of the worst things I've ever bought from a stadium. The, the gravy was cold. The cheese curds were cold. The hot dog was cold. So maybe I just got the wrong hot dog. But you're like you're from the land of poutine. Was poutine. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so poutine was created like 10 minutes away from my house. So like, okay. We got the best poutine in Quebec. Nice, nice. I went to, I've been to Montreal a bunch of times, um, and I've had some poutine there. It's it's truly the best in, in uh-huh. Quebec. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so back on uh back on football here. So you brought up you you played Clemson, you brought up a game that your you said your family went to see you at Clemson, and I was going through your game logs. You, you played some pretty um high end pass rushers, um, especially in 2022. Um, one of them was Miles Murphy. I wanted to kind of I want to kind of grasp what your preparation was like, maybe going up against a higher end pass rusher like Miles Murphy, and how does that change your process going into a game? Well, you know, the way I approach uh the season, it's like you got to treat every week the same because you know you can't just put all your eggs in one basket and like, oh, I got to prepare crazy because I'm playing Miles Murphy. You got to prepare the same way you prepare against BC or like another team, and you know, obviously, when you play Clemson at Clemson, you got to change some stuff. So when we played Clemson, we went on silent count because the game was sold out. You know, we were six and zero. They were six and zero, so we expected a lot of noise. And with that, you know, as a tackle, you got to get a little bit more depth in your stance and the way you align because you, you want to be able to see both the ball and the pass rusher, especially when you're playing a guy like Miles Murphy. You don't want him to get a, a jump on the count, you know, and, you, and you're behind. It happened once in a game, and it's like you don't want it to happen twice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't, want, you don't yeah. want to get your quarterback killed. So that, that was the main focus for me that game, and just being able to, you know, um, get off the ball as soon as I saw uh, the ball get snapped and so I can be in control at the spot, you know. Yeah. Um, what are some, I guess, what are some players? I don't know if I'm, I'm assuming you did this. We did it when I was at York. So I'm assuming you did it at Syracuse. You watched the higher end guys. So like if you're an offensive tackle, you're watching NFL pass rushers and whatnot. Was there like specific guys when you were at Syracuse that they were showing tape of? Like this is something you're going to run into the NFL level, like a TJ Watt or anything like that. Like who are some pass rushers that you really studied to kind of help better your game at Syracuse? Uh, you know, obviously um, Nick Posa. Somebody yeah. that's like you, you gotta. I'm. I looked more into NFL pass rushers. I, I was getting into my senior year because I wanted to get like a kind of feel for it. Mm-hmm. So, so obviously Nick Bosa and, and Gakwe, 
You got like the the jump yeah. chop, whatever. Like you don't see that in college football, but that's something that like you know in the NFL, like they game paid a lot of money to get to that quarterback, so they gonna pull some yeah. some stuff out of they. Uh, so so yeah, that jump chop you got. That's something I was I was trying to study, and you know I I had a private coach, and we was trying to figure out you know any signs and stuff of when he's about to do it. So yeah. Um. Uh, have any like NFL? Have you reached out to any maybe NFL offensive tackles over the last couple of weeks to maybe learn some stuff about so, the process or just in general? So throughout the draft process, you know, I was at an agency. I was training out in Orange County, uh, Rep One, and you know they they represent a lot of the tackles in the league. So you know, I've been you know blessed to be in contact with them, and I was um, my private coach was Joe Staley from you know the Forty Niners Hall yep. of Fame tackle. So just being having him by my side and, you know, not only in a football standpoint, but him, uh, you know, off the field, just giving me advice about life and, you know, how is it to be a professional athlete? And, you know, Abraham Lucas, who was right tackle for the Seahawks, who's, you know, all rookie team, was third round, third round pick. And then Spencer Brown from Buffalo, Garrett Balls from, from Denver. So just being around those guys every day and just seeing how they work, how they think, how they watch film, also and how they break down rushes, it was pretty good. And then, you know, Brian O'Neill was there from Minnesota. So just, just being with those guys, it was good to be in, the, in that company. Man, that's a squad of a squad of players right there to learn from. Yeah, sure. yeah. Um, a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> how, many, uh, how many teams have you spoken to so far? I mean, I've spoken to every team. Uh, Senior Bowl, I had an interview with all 32 teams. Combine, I had over 20 interviews. And I'm, I got like 10 visits right now. So I've been, I've been meeting with a lot of teams and I've been getting good feedback. So there's not a team I haven't met with. And so it's, it's been good. Uh, this is a double doing podcast. So I got to ask you, I'm an Eagles guy. Have you met with, you were on a top 30 visit with the Philadelphia Eagles, correct? No, I didn't meet, I, I didn't have a visit with the Eagles, but I had a, a combat interview with them. Okay. Have you met Jeff Stoutland yet? Yeah. How was Jeff? He's uh, how can I say that? He's intense. Let me yeah. just put it that way. He's he's intense. Yeah, he's uh, he's a Philly legend, man. Eagles yeah. fans loved him. I would love to see you on the Eagles offensive line. I think it fits your your skill set really nicely. Yeah, and they got a good squad. Just being able to learn from all those guys, all those vets, it'd mm-hmm. be a good thing. But we'll see. But yeah, coach, coach was definitely um intense. We had a good meeting. That's great to hear, man. Um, what position? So. I don't know if you've seen this. Like you're, you're kind of in an offensive tackle ranking, and it, you're also been put in, in inside offensive line ranking. So I don't know if you've seen this. I don't know if you 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 check the media, but Chris Sims has you as his second interior offensive line ranking. Um, do you are you open to playing in the interior, or are you, do you just want to play left tackle? Well, I'm, I'm gonna play whatever the team. You know, I, I want to win games. And yeah, I want to help the team win games. So you, whatever you need me at guard. I mean, I'm grateful. I'm. I'm let, let's put it that way. I'm blessed enough to, to have a body that can, you know, do both. Not a lot of guys, you know, can 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 do both. And that's that's a plus for me. You know, if I want to play 10, 15 years in the NFL, just being able to be available at both positions is, is going to be good for me. But, you know, if you ask me where I want to play, I want to play left tackle. But, you know, obviously, if the team has a need, that guard, and, you know, they want me in there, I'm going to go in there and compete to be the best. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay, Matt, we're going to finish off with a rapid fire questions. I want to learn more about you. Let's so when, when, uh, when you get drafted, I want the, the fans to watch this and kind of yeah. learn more about your personal side. So you ready? Right, let's do it. All right. Hit me with your favorite food. Poutine. Poutine. Hell yeah. Yeah. Your favorite movie and TV show. So one of both. 
Uh, my favorite TV show is The Sopranos. Okay. And my favorite movie is the the original Fast and Furious, the first one. Yeah. Um, did you watch The Wire at all? I'm a huge Wire guy. I did when I was younger, but like I, yeah. I forgot some bits and parts of it, so I gotta mm -hmm. watch it again. Tokyo Drift is also my favorite Fast and Furious movie. But... Yeah, that was a good one. That was a yeah. good one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what's your favorite artist? Uh, Drake. Drake. Okay, yes, a little Drake. Canadian action. Uh -huh. Are you are you a little Wayne guy at all? Lil Wayne's my favorite rapper of all time. Yeah, I like Lil Wayne. No yeah. doubt, I love Lil Wayne. Yeah. Man, I was uh, I was on a radio hit the other day, and they were asking me about because I tweet about Lil Wayne, and they were they asked me about it. like I could. Listen to No Ceiling, Sorry for the Wait, Carter 2, Carter 3, for the rest of my life. And that's the only, <laughs> only stuff I need, man. You wouldn't, you wouldn't get tired of it. There's just so many songs. There's just exactly. so many hits and bangers that, like, you can listen to Lil Wayne for every day, rest of your life. So what's your what's your goal? Like, if you're playing for a big game, so, for instance, against Clemson, that was a massive mm -hmm. game. What was What's a song that you're listening to to get pumped up? Uh, I like Lauren Knows from Drake and Rick Ross. You know, I think, okay. I think the lyrics. I'm, I'm more of a lyric. Like, I, I love listening to what artists talks about. Like, I, it got to be... It gotta be how to say that, like motivation. How to say that? It gotta motivation. be a motiv yeah, yeah, motivational. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It can't be like it can't be talking about like nonsense, <laughs> like drugs and stuff. Like I don't, yeah. you know, I don't like that. Like you know, what I'm saying I need somebody tell me to be great, and you know, so so yeah. Give me with some other favorite artists you got then. Drake. Who else you got? Lil Wayne. Uh, Meek Mill. Yep. Uh, Meek yep. Mill, Philly guy, and then uh, Lil Baby. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Dreams and Nightmares, man. That song has a special place in my heart. Oh, uh, yeah. That's, that's, that song is a banger, man. You play yeah. it at a party, and it's, it's a banger. For sure. For sure. Um, who is your favorite NFL player of all time? Favorite NFL player of all time? Yeah. Uh, you know, I love Saquon Barkley, you know, because I watched, I started watching NFL, like, late. Because, you know, here, like, back when we didn't have the channels for it. Yeah. So, like, yeah. when I got to Syracuse, that's when I really got into NFL. So, you know, Saquon Barkley is definitely up there for me. Did you grasp? Did you like snag a favorite team while you were at Syracuse when you started watching? Or uh, Giants? Giants? Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. I don't know. Maybe you just fell a little bit on my draft board there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, you can't blame me. It's in New York, then. Yeah, I'm just playing. Um, who? Okay, this one's this one's a weird one. But what's your favorite animal? Favorite animal? I hate animals. Like, you hate I, animals? I hate them like <laughs> to the core. Like. I can't stand dogs and cats and birds and all those pets. I can't stand that. Like, oh, if I had to pick man. an animal, it'd be a monkey. A monkey? Okay. That's yeah, good. yeah. Because I love uh, Planet of the Apes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good movie. So, yeah. I, sometimes when I'm bored, I just like going down like animal video rabbit holes on YouTube, man. Like, oh, that's crazy. I lately, man. Hippos are nuts, man. I'm down. Yeah. Hippo, hippo, hippo. All right. I'm, I'm going to go on YouTube and tap in. <laughs> it's very, it's, it's like my 10 o'clock at night before bed thing I like to do. Um, <laughs> Okay, so you are like we like we talked about. You're going to probably go in the first three rounds, maybe top two. You're going to get an NFL contract that's going to have some money on it. Is there something that you have set in stone that you want to buy with your first NFL contract? Uh, I, I want to pay my, the house off, my family. That's that's a big thing for me. That's awesome. That that's the way to go, man. Um, okay, what's a fun fact about you that people don't know? Uh, usually, people don't know my first language is French. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, if you were stranded on a desert island for a month and you can only bring one item, what's that item you're bringing to that desert island? Damn. Desert island. Damn. You know what? I'll bring a gun. Cause look, cause look, you can, you can, you can hunt and you can do everything. You can protect yourself from yeah. you know, other tribes and stuff. So I'll bring a gun. Cause <laughs> if, if they're on the, on the island, the desert tribe on the island, 
they don't have guns. So, you know, you got the upper hand on that. And you can't have sovereign gun for sure. That's a good answer. Yeah, that, that's a popular answer I've seen uh, mm -hmm. on the internet for those questions. So, yeah, a good one. Okay, this is a little more serious. If you could go back and tell your 10-year-old self one thing, what are you telling your 10-year-old self? Mm, keep going. You know what I mean? Like, everything's been good so far. Uh, you know, I always believed in myself. And, you know, even though sometimes at times people, you know, told me otherwise, told me that I wouldn't, you know, make it or it wouldn't be possible. Just, you know, tell myself to keep going, not listen to the outside noise. Okay, last one for you. So, like, we brought up you went from Victoriaville, Quebec, to Syracuse. Big jump, kind of a new world to you. What was your welcome to the NCAA football moment? So, so I got – so it was my first fall camp in 2019, right? And – I'm on second. I was on the second team, and then the right tackle got hurt in practice. So they're like, "Yo, Bergeron, move up." So I go. So I go in. It's it's literally my first rep ever, like with team one. And there we had this DN. His name is Austin Robinson. He's he's with the Seahawks right now. He's a fifth round pick, and so he get off the ball. It's a pass, but it's like five man pro. So I sat and he get off the ball and he put his arm right into my chest and just put me down on the ground, right down on my ass. <laughs> and got to the quarterback. So that was my welcome to college football. Yeah. Matthew Bergeron, offensive tackle of Syracuse NFL draft prospect. Thanks so much for doing this, man. Really appreciate it. And have fun at the draft. Enjoy the day and soak it all in, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me, man. It's been good. No problem.